This is your guy, Manny, and this is another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. Got a special show for you guys today. We're going to dive into the comments that Asante Samuel made about um, Daryl Green. And we're also going to get into some fan reactions about the name change for the Redskins. So hope you guys really, really enjoy this. So guys, Asante Samuel took it to Twitter um, on the 4th of July. He was trying to make fireworks, but um, he it was an epic fail because Redskins Twitter was after this guy. And they're still after him right now. So he said, with all due respect, can someone explain to me why Daryl Green is considered a great question mark? He played 19 years and was mostly a nickelback. 54 INTs in 19 years. Talk to me, question mark. So first of all, Asante Samuel, um, you know, he was a good player. I'm going to compare the stats in a minute. But first of all, Daryl Green was not a nickelback, okay? Daryl Green was a lockdown corner for so many years. And, see, lockdown corners don't get targeted a lot. Lockdown corners don't really get a lot of interceptions. You know why? Because they command respect to where they lock down that the wire, uh, that the quarterbacks do not attack them as much, okay? Now, Asante Samuel had two great seasons where he had like over eight or nine interceptions, each of those years, great. You know, he, he played 10 years. Daryl Green played 19 years, okay? Um, like I said, I'm going to compare the stats so you guys can know who Asante is compared to who Daryl Green is. Like I said, Asante was good, you know, but he wasn't, like, just so outstanding. Okay, now he played for three teams from 2003 to 2013, played for three teams. Daryl Green played for 19 years for one team, okay? Now, they don't make corners like they used to do, like like uh, like they used to. Um, they're about the same size in terms of weight and height. Now, on the all-time interception list, um, you know, you see guys like Champ Bailey, 52 interceptions, Okay? Yes, he didn't play as long as Daryl Green. Yes, he played on two teams, but that's a lockdown corner, okay? Deion Sanders played quite a bit, 53 interceptions, okay? So for you to say that Daryl Green only had 52 in 19 years and he's not, and he's not uh, so great, like, are you, are you stupid? Who is this Asante Samuels guy? Great question that you asked me. So first of all, um, you know, uh, he played, like I said, from 2003 to 2013. OK, um, from 2003 to 2007, he played for the New England Patriots. He won two Super Bowls with them. OK, he was a four time pro bowler. OK, he was a first team all pro. Um, he was a second team all pro in 09. Um, he was uh Two times NFL interceptions co-leader. So he wasn't, he didn't lead the league in interceptions by himself. He had a guy that tied with him both years. Okay. Um, you know, he was first team all Mac. He was first team all independent, whatever that means. It's probably like some college stats. Okay, now I'm gonna pull up Daryl Green's stats so you guys can see what Daryl Green's numbers look like. Now, Daryl Green, 
Um, you know, he's 60 years old right now, and I guarantee you he'll still he'll still dust Asante Samuel. Okay. Now, Daryl Green, uh, he he had two Super Bowls, he had uh seven Pro Bowls, four first team. Um, he was a Walter Payton all uh Walter Payton man of the year. He was uh, the 1990s All-Decade team. Um, he was uh, on the uh, 100th anniversary All-Time team. Okay, He's a Washington Redskins um, ring of fame. You know, he's one of the 70 greatest Redskins ever. Okay, He has the Brett Starr Award in 1997. Now, let's dissect these stats side by side. Okay, Like I said before, this dude, Asante, played for three teams. Daryl Green play, played for one team, okay? Then if you were so good, how come you couldn't stick on one team? Okay, I understand you was drafted low by the Patriots. You blew up. Then you hit free agency, and you went and got your money. I respect that. So you go to New England. You know, you play X amount of seasons. You know, you make some Pro Bowls on that team, and then you go to Atlanta, okay? Then you play. Then you got cut. You got cut, and you was replaced by a rookie. If you were so good, you telling me that you cannot outplay a rookie? Okay, let's get back to the stats. So two Super Bowls to two Super Bowls. Check. Uh, Daryl Green, seven Pro Bowls. Asante, four Pro Bowls. Now, Asante was a Pro Bowl from 2007 to 2010. Congratulations on making four straight. Great accomplishment. Now, after Daryl Green's rookie season, he made the Pro Bowl in 84, 86, 87, 90, and 91. Okay? So if you say, let's look at a 10-year span, since Daryl Green came into the league at 83, that means 93 makes it 10 years, right? So in 10 years, that means that Daryl Green made it to the Pro Bowl five times. That's one more than Asante. But overall, he made it seven times. Now, Asante made it to the All-Pro team one time, one measly old time. Okay, Daryl Green made the uh, the uh, the first team All-Pro four times, okay? And that was between uh, 1996 to 1991. So that means, again, in a 10-year span, he's made the first team All-Pro four times to your one. So shut up there. Okay, then the Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year Award. That's awesome, you know. Then uh, this guy got his, uh, you know, cold interceptions leader, blah, blah, blah. Cool. You know, like I said, Asante had, you know, great career. Daryl Green had a greater career. You cannot even compare the two, okay? They don't make uh, uh, players like they used to back in the day. This guy was able to play fairly healthy all through his career, except of one year when he was really hurt. But other than that, come on, man. You know, Daryl Green is like is like that car, like a Toyota. He just keeps going and going and going and going. And then Asante is something that looks flashy, but then it dies. You know, it can be like a Chevy Trailblazer or whatever. But, you know, Daryl Green had longevity. Daryl Green is a player that you can compare to a guy like a Kobe Bryant or a Karl Malone or some of these great all-time NBA players that play forever. See, playing forever that's even a whole nother ball game. For you to be able to last in the league 19 years is a testament to how hard you work, okay? Daryl Green was a guy that was a shutdown corner. Not only that, 
He was a guy that can return kicks. He was a guy that can chase down uh, tackles. Okay, so Daryl Green will leave his man when somebody else is getting burnt, and he will find that guy. Daryl Green was one of the fastest guys in the NFL for years. This dude had literally two careers. He had uh, his first 10 years and then his last nine years. If you go and look at his numbers, he had interceptions every single year, except of like maybe two years. And even at that, you know, you look at the numbers when he made uh, first team all pro. You look at the numbers when he made pro bowls. OK, getting interceptions does not make you a great player. OK, you Asante was a flash in the pan who had, you know, really four really good seasons. That was really it. He had a four uh, uh, a season out of 10. So he had four really great seasons. And then he had maybe two decent seasons, and then everything else was trash. Daryl Green, you can't even really say that he had a trash season, okay? Even when this guy was getting older, when Champ Bailey came in, Champ Bailey learned so much from Daryl Green, okay? Daryl Green was out there competing with these youngins, and he played into the 2000s, okay? This dude almost played. He played in the 80s. He played in the 90s, and he played a little bit in the 2000s, and he was competitive in all three decades. Asante, you only played in the 2000s, and it was barely, okay? So don't compare yourself to a legendary great. Then you want to talk about tackles? You had 434 tackles in your entire career. Okay, Daryl Green had 1,100 plus tackles. If you cut what he's done in half, he'll still have more tackles than you. Okay, um, you had six defensive touchdowns. Daryl Green has six defensive touchdowns as a lockdown corner. So don't even compare yourself with this guy. I looked at the postseason numbers. You had like seven interceptions in the postseason. That's amazing in a 10-year career. Daryl Green had six. So... Where is the beef? Like, why are you so angry? You know, it's so funny how these young bucks come into the league and then they try to disrespect the ones that have come before them. Daryl Green is literally one of the best corners to ever play the game. He's probably a top three, maybe top five corner to ever play the game of all time. So, Asante, you tried it, but you didn't get it right. Daryl Green is running circles around you, literally. Running circles around you. Your accolades do not compare to what he has. Not only that, you played with New England. New England created you. You was a product of the system. Daryl Green played with so many different teams, so many different coaches. You cannot compare the two. Like I said, longevity and productivity beats a flash in the pan any day of the week. So, guys, those of you guys who heard my last episode, you guys know where I stand with the name change. Um, I understand why the name has to change, but I'm all for keeping the name. Uh, There's nothing more powerful to me than that Redskins name, along with the burgundy and gold. Um, I live in Nashville now, so when I lived in D.C. and Maryland, um, I took the games for granted and... um, you know, was a fan since 99. So for me, 21 years of my fandom, um, there hasn't been a lot of success for the team. But I've been loyal uh, to this team. I just love the colors. I love the name. 
and they just go together uh, for me. And if they do change the name, which most likely is going to happen when they do change the name, I just pray that uh, we keep our colors uh, burgundy and gold. Dan Snyder has said that he wants to honor the Native Americans and that, you know, the name might have something to do with Native Americans. Uh, you've seen names out there like Red Tails. And you see names like Red Spears, Red Wolf, um, Hogs. People want to keep the R so they can have the HTTR still. Um, it'll be cool to have that. At least let's have something that just brings us back, that ties it all together for us who want to keep the name. Um, it would just suck to just, you know, have everything just change. And I do believe that the team is rushing this thing right now. Why not just rock with a generic name or even a generic logo in the next year? Bring out something. Why not use the Redskins jerseys that we have now and just strip and just strip the uh, strip the Redskins name off the jersey? Just keep a, a generic burgundy and gold that looks just like the jerseys that we have now, and you know, really come up with a name or a logo uh, moving forward. Then trying to rush and you know, but the good thing is. If they do take care of this name issue ASAP, then what that's going to do for the team is, you know, it would eliminate our players being asked uh, questions um, about the name in every single interview, after every single practice, after every single game. So uh, the sooner, the better. But man, there is nothing like this Redskins name. There's nothing like singing a song after a touchdown. There's nothing like the colors. It just all ties together, especially for me. So um, I had some fans who um, recorded their reaction to the name change. Uh, there's all kinds of fan reactions. Some want to keep the name. Some some don't want to keep the name. But I respect it all. It's all love. I, I respect people who have their own opinions and who have their own thoughts. So we're going to dive into um, these fan reactions Hope you guys enjoy, and I appreciate everybody who was able to make this possible. The ones that couldn't make it possible, it is okay. It is still love. I still appreciate you guys. Um, hope you guys enjoy. The main reason I'm against the name change is because, like many, I've rooted for the team for so long, but I've never seen them go to a Super Bowl. I'd like to see them win a Super Bowl under the Washington Redskins name. Furthermore, this seems like a major distraction and should be the least of their worries. I hope this situation goes away and we can focus on winning. Hey, Redskins fans. This is Deshaun Lawson. I'm a diehard Skins fan. I'm only 30 years old, so my take on the name change might be a little bit different from yours. I think the Redskins should change their name. The word Redskin is a racial slur. The word is offensive to some. So I think the Redskins should change their name. I'll always be a fan of the team, regardless of their name. Greats like Daryl Green, Sean Taylor, Clinton Portis, London Fletcher will always hold a special place in my heart. HTTR. Hey, this is Adam Maniba from the Burgundy and Gold Report. Yeah, so, you know, as far as the name change goes with the Washington Redskins, you know, it's just a situation that's come to a head 
Um, it's been going around through the media through decades, you know, started with, um, you know, the Oneta tribe representatives, you know, casino owner Roy Halbritter, um, you know, and now it's just um, got to a point where now there's some serious money behind the whole thing. And I think that Snyder right now, it's obviously, you know, we're getting little bits and pieces, but it's not a Redskins fan. It's definitely something um, not easy to accept. Um, but I think we have to understand that there's change and, you know, uh, I filled out petitions and I do agree with those. We need to steep, keep uh, voicing our opinions. But at the same time, we also need to understand when the money it's about money and sponsors, you know, everything is out the window. So um, we'll see what happens with the name change. HTTR. Uh, this is Will right here. And I just wanted to address the name of the team. You know, it's very unfortunate that the team has to change their name but I kind of understand with the climate going on that Dan Snyder has to be in some ways kind of forced to do so but I do feel like the team will be able to uh, adapt to change especially since we're entering a new era pun intended under Ron Rivera of trying to like you know build a great program here to possibly win the championship when it comes to the name change of the Washington Redskins, you know, I honestly feel that, you know, we need to not necessarily focus on changing the name and maybe focus a little bit more on the problems that the Native communities, you know, face way more significant than changing the name, you know, such as the unemployment, um, violence against women and children, you know, the education the poor quality housing and the inadequate health care. You know, I feel like those are bigger issues that need to be brought, you know, uh, you know, more focused to, um, you know, I know Dan Snyder has donated over $5 million to 20 plus tribes. Uh, you know, I feel like that's more important when it comes to the Redskins name change. I'm not happy about it. Um, you know, my father was a diehard Washington Redskins fan, and I lost him back in 98. Um, but the one thing that kind of filled that void was the love that I now have for the Washington Redskins because of my father. So, you know, I never really got a chance to go to the games with my dad, watch many of them on TV. But I never actually got to go there. So when I started going to the games when I was 21 years old, uh, for the last 19 years, you know, I've felt close with my father when I've gone to the games or other Redskin events. So the name change is honestly feels like so losing my father again. I grew up a Washington Redskins fan and. This whole name issue is is definitely something difficult to grapple with. Um, you know, I have Mer Redskins merchandise all over my house. I begged my parents to buy Redskins merchandise on Christmas, on my birthday. I've been watching Redskins games my entire life. Uh, never missed one of them, even with all the losses that we've accumulated over the years. Um, and it's also really difficult just because my parents, when they immigrated to this country in the late 80s and early 90s, they saw the Washington Redskins having success and they saw the Washington Redskins really being the talk of the town and they sort of, you know, tie themselves to, to the team and 
by association the name and um, pretty much led that fandom to me. And but at the same time, you know, even with a small minority of Native Americans feeling offended by the name now, I think in 2020, in this period of social change, it might just ultimately be time to change the name. So, um, <clears throat> name is Anambi uh, Nozo. I am not against the uh, name change of the Washington Mexicans. Uh, I can understand um, how the um, American Indians how they felt how they feel offended um, due to the name uh, Redskins in it, and uh, I, I, I kind of when I think about that, it kind of makes me wonder how other um, races would feel. If say, for instance, they're called you know they, in a, their their team is called Washington. Uh, brown skins or Washington black skins or Washington white skins or tan skins or something like that. So I completely understand um, why they're offended, um, why they deem it sort of like uh, sort of racist. And I'm not totally against uh, the name change. I'm actually for it. So that's all I have. What's up, Manny? As far as the name change goes, I don't think it should be changed. I see it as a term of honor and pride for Native Americans. I mean, over 49 high schools have the name Redskins, most of them on reservations. But if the name is to change, I see a lot of fans saying they're done. I, that I don't understand. I don't see how you can be done with the history, the, re, the rich traditional history that the organization has. I know Snyder is a very, a very poor owner, but maybe things are turning around. We have Rivera. Everything's looking up for us. Haskins looks amazing in the offseason. Um, but I, for one, will never, never leave the team. I will always be a Redskin, true to my heart. And whoever the ch name changes goes to, Warriors, Red Tails, Red Wolves, Red Hogs. What an amazing group of fans to uh, voice their opinions and their thoughts on the name change. Each and every one of these fans' thoughts were very powerful, regardless of their stance. I mean, it's just powerful just to see fans voice their opinions. Um, these are passionate fans um, of the Redskins. We've seen all ages. We've seen all races. Um, I know these guys uh, personally, and uh, some I know better than others and these are just great people i'm just glad that we were able to come together and just kind of voice our opinions um this is so powerful so um i've also seen that the three minorities that own 40 percent of the redskins team they are now trying to sell the team and jp finley made a, a very good point he said with the name change, that means a new stadium and that means a couple of other different things. Why do you want to sell now? You know, at least see what the team can do. Then maybe you sell later, but even then you don't sell because they're going to trend up. So for whatever the reason is, the minorities want to sell their portion of the team. Um, I've seen different people on Twitter talking about they're interested in buying. I've seen uh, Pierre Garçon saying that he's interested in buying, but I don't know if he has that kind of buying power. But um, 
like I said earlier, I'm all for keeping the name. I understand why the name has to change. But most importantly for me, I'm all about my colors. Do not mess with my colors, please. Regardless of what the name is, I still think that the team should keep that R logo. Rock with that. Get like some kind of generic name, like I said earlier. Uh, rock it out. Let this season play out. And then, you know, then change the name. Don't be in a rush and pick something because whatever decision that the Redskins make now is going to be forever, at least for a very long time before they even think of changing the name again. So it can't be something that is done in a rush. My whole thing is take your time, make the right decision, get it done, figure out what you're doing with uh, uh, merchandise and, and things of that nature. So it's always going to be the Redskins for me. I'm always going to support the new name, regardless of what it is. And um, I just hope that it's something that we all are going to love. Um, man, I'm going to miss the name. Ah, Please don't mess with my colors. I say that one more time. Um, also, in other news, Brandon Sheriff has not yet negotiated a deal. And now it's looking like he's not going to be able to um negotiate a deal before the deadline in July. So, you know, that means next year <laughs> we're going to have to try to sign Brandon Sheriff. Now, if he plays well, he's going to get paid. If he does not play well, then what do you do? Do you trade him? You know, do you re-sign him anyways, regardless of how he plays? But either way, Brandon Sheriff is a top five guard in the NFL. My stance is re-sign him. We need him, okay? Especially in this stage of Dwayne Haskins' career. He needs as much protection as possible. If Dwayne Haskins is the future, you got to protect him, okay? Now, I know we got guys like Wes Martin, and you can even move Sadiq Charles to the inside if we were to draft a tackle next year. So, a lot of question marks in that offensive line. Got to keep Dwayne Haskins... Um, healthy and um i'm excited about where the team is going i do believe that with ron rivera at the helm we have a chance to win the super bowl between now and the next five years so anytime between this five-year plan for ron rivera i do believe that we will win the super bowl that's just i mean as crazy as that might sound to some fans that's just how i feel i feel like we're trending up we have been building through the draft, okay? I know we have not seen wins yet, but the wins are going to start to come, okay? Ron Rivera is going to have a five-year plan to rebuild this team. Whether we win in year one, which I don't think is going to happen, but year two, three, four, five, those are the years that I think we start competing. After next year, when we sign a couple of free agents, after we bring in our own kinds of guys, after we draft another group of guys under Rivera, I need to start seeing production. Okay. Year one is kind of like, you know, he's fixing all this mess. Uh, we don't have a tight end. We don't have a lot of different things. He's trying to add players. He's trying to build his team. So I cut him some slack, but at the same time, I need to start to see some kind of production, some kind of, um, direction in the right, um, in the right way. Like 
everything is looking good. Defense is looking good. Offense is, is you know, getting there. Um, we still have some question marks at receiver. We still have question marks at tight end, uh, offensive line. But overall, I like the I like the direction that the team is headed. And it would have been lovely to win a Super Bowl under the Redskins name. But now it seems like that's not going to happen. But when we do win, I'm going to say congratulations, Redskins fans. I mean, we deserve this. We've been at this for years, especially from the middle 90s until now. It hasn't been a lot of anything happening for us. Um, franchise is in a good uh, uh, place. Once we once we figure out this this name thing, we'll see where we go as a franchise. Um, it's a wrap for this episode. A great episode. Thank you for everybody who was involved. Thank you guys for continuing to support this podcast. Um, we had a lot, we had a lot of listens the last episode. Uh, please share this podcast with one or more. Uh, I'm going to post this thing out tomorrow morning on Twitter. Uh, just share this as many times as possible. This is a very, very powerful episode to where the fans voices was a, was heard. So appreciate you guys. Um, follow me on our Twitter at Back Row Redskins. And um, 